Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Sonia Friday Kenny, welcome back to the Center of the Universe. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you and I are both Ashlanders, so this is like legit Center of the Universe, <laughs> like full meaning for that. And I have to explain that when I said back, You've already been on the podcast along with seven other people that were inducted into the inaugural class for the Patrick Henry Hall of Fame. I'd love to get your thoughts. Like, I talked to you before the ceremony. Right. Now that you've gone through the full ceremony and a couple, two or three months have passed, what what does that mean to you to be in the Patrick Henry Hall of Fame? It is probably one of the biggest things that has happened to me. Um, uh, It's just been great. You see, I got... Oh, have, oh, we have a sweatshirt now. I have a sweatshirt. And somebody else is making me a sweatshirt. People stop me all the time that know me that I grew up with. And they're like, oh, my God, congratulations. I was at a funeral on last on Saturday. And people were like, oh, my God, we heard. Congratulations. It's so exciting. It's just been. It is exciting. It's been really exciting. I just wish my mom had been alive to, to see this. But, you know. Yeah. Did she pass away recently? Or? She passed away in 2015. Yeah, so Decently. Yeah. So, uh, recent. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, and I think I said this four or five times as I've talked to all eight of you, your eight people selected over a 60 plus year time span. Yes. That's, that's kind of kooky. <laughs> I mean, that, that's elite kind of stuff. And I, and I have to get this out early. I, I watched the ceremony. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I know Donnie Morse personally. Right. Uh, it was great to meet Damien. Uh, Dominique and I had interacted a little bit beforehand, but it was, he's a great dude. Uh, everybody there, at least I had the sense, and we've got Damien Woody, two-time Super Bowl guy. Everybody's looking at you, calling you the GOAT. <laughs> right? They were. And is, and what do you think? So Let me tell you a funny story. So, you know, Donnie Derricka is... Earl's, yeah, we consider him our brother. He's been on the podcast, too. and so I've known him since he was uh, 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 running around here barefoot and sticking people up. I've known him for a long time, and when I was got inducted, he was like, him and I have always been like, oh, I'm the best athlete in the family. No, I'm the best. Athlete. We're always, we always, we've done that since his days at Marshall, and so. He didn't. He had never heard my whole my whole. Oh, he had no idea. He had no idea of everything that I had done. And so after the ceremony, he's like, "Oh my god, okay, all right, you win, you win, you're the goat." Because he he said, "I didn't even know you did all that. I didn't even know that." And I was like, "Yeah." Most people don't know. Most people don't know what I've done beyond really Patrick Henry and Ashland. But you know, people who know I went to UVA know what I've done at UVA. But most people like. They don't know what I've done. Yeah. And it must be because you're not talking about it a lot. Right. My family knows. They, I talk about it all the time because my family, we everything's a competition in my family. And so, you, you know, I'm the only um, state champion in my, in my house. <laughs> and it's so funny because my, my son, Earl was all state when he was in high school. My son was all state when he was in high school. And so, but I'm the only actual like state champion. So Earl tries to claim the Patrick Henry football state championship. Like, yeah, I'm a state champion too because I was I was a coach on that staff. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, Earl's brother was on that team. <laughs> yes, right? your brother-in-law. Um, yeah. So you, we're gonna talk about your family, but let, let's talk about the the family you married into. Okay. 
Dr. Kenny is a force of nature, right? And, Absolutely. And you see him all the time because you, you're Absolutely. heavily invested in your church. And, and he's the, the, the preacher at that church, right? right? Or the pastor. Uh, Donnie's also there full time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're there all, yes. all the time. Who else is there? Because that, that's a powerful trio. In my church? Yeah. Um, as far as athletes, we have. Or just in general. That you would know. Maybe nobody. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know who you know. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Kenny, I've been told, I think Donnie told me this, she, he's spoken in front of 20,000 people. Oh, my God. He is, like, worldwide, world-renowned. Force um, of nature. Africa. He's been in Africa, preaching to the multitudes. I mean, he's traveled all over the world speaking, and he's just, like, the most well-known, one of the most well-known, well-respected pastors, preachers that you will ever know. And we're all like, we, but we got him. We yeah. have him. And trying to live in his foot, in his shadow is just really hard. But he's a Because <laughs> you feel like you never, you, I've been, we're not good enough. <laughs> but he's super humble about, about Oh, he's it. absolutely the most, probably one of the most humble people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Here, a funny story is I use, because I'm heavily involved in church, and I, w- I used to go to this youth camp called Eagle Army. So I, w- I would mingle with different Young preachers, mostly young preachers, mm-hmm. and and one of them asked me. They were like, you know, I know your father-in-law, and I know he's he's just really great, and he's this, and he's big time, and this and that. But he drives a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> like, why doesn't he have a Mercedes or something? He's a man of God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's just who he is. He's not gonna be stunting like you know, and flossing all over town with, you know, some flashy vehicle or whatever. It's part of the reason he has so much respect from the community and anybody that he comes in touch with. And, you know, he he spends his money on the people he loves, his his grandkids. You know, he was just told a story in church on Sunday about his grandkids. Whenever they keep my kids, all of their grandkids over the summer, they keep them for the month of July or they used to be when our kids were little. And they take them on trips and they do all this stuff. Well, when they go on trips, you know, they stay in the best hotels, especially if it's like, He's got a speaking engagement, and they've flown him out somewhere. He'll take the kids, and they're in these five-star hotels. And, well, my kids are like, we can't stay in anything less than a five-star at this point <laughs> in our, our 10-year-old lives. <laughs> and, and so he said when they go places, and, you know, he, he's not, it's not it's, they're just going as a family, and they'll stay in, like, a four-star. And the kids are like, and I said, imagine how they feel when they go with me and Earl, and they're in these little, <laughs> these little three stars. And my daughter's like, we're staying here. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's known the world over. Yeah, it sounds like he is. He is. He's been at, when um, I don't know if you probably don't remember this. You're probably a, a tot. When Nelson Mandela came, was, no, Desmond Tutu came to speak in Richmond, mm-hmm. and my father-in-law was asked to be the one that introduced him. Yes. <laughs> that's crazy true story my father-in-law was in new york speaking i get the phone rings they were and they're like he's like sonia put sonia on the phone i get on the phone ll cool j it's like hey sonia what's up <laughs> and my father-in-law had spoken at his church that morning and was like my daughter-in-law loves you and he they called me <laughs> your your father-in-law got lady loves cool james to yes, call to call to you call me <laughs> so you talked to LL Cool J. Yes, and I was like, "Get out of here!" And he's like, "No, it is." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" When you married Earl, did you know that all that was coming? I did not. I knew I've known the Kenny since I was a kid, but I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know he was all of that. 
So that's your father-in-law. And I, I imagine Earl and Aaron are, are fairly competitive growing up. Earl's how much older than Aaron? 12 years. Oh, so not maybe not so super right. competitive. But you have a brother-in-law who played in the NFL, I think, for eight seasons with the Titans. Yep. Tight end. Seven seasons with the Titans. Seven with the Titans. And he was he was awesome at Florida. Yes. And he was awesome at Patrick Henry. Yes. Um, and Earl coached him when he was at Patrick Henry. and. That's that's a pretty cool thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's back all the way up. Where did you grow up? I grew up on Jamestown Road, just outside of Ashland, um, Virginia. I used to tell people all the time, it's right beside the Teresa Thompson Healthcare Center, that road right there, because you know we didn't, we had, we were routes back then. Right, right, right. Um, route six ninety eight. Um, so I'm an Ashland girl. You, you have an Ashland address. So do I. Where we are right now is an Ashland address, uh, but we're technically not in the city right. limits. Right, we're technically Hanover County. But what, what else would we claim besides Ashland? Nothing. I think you have to claim Ashland. Right. It is the center of the universe. It absolutely is the center of the universe. And so uh, did you spend a lot of time in town doing various things? I did not. So you just stayed I, on Jamestown I Road? I did not. I stayed on Jamestown Road. And I tell people all the time, I never did any organized sports ever <laughs> until I got to Liberty in the eighth grade. Yeah, because it was only eighth and ninth grade back yes. then, right? Or was it eighth through tenth? It, no, it was eighth, eighth and, ninth. and ninth. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever done any organized sports any organized sports i didn't my mom was not a sports person she was raising three girls by herself out there hustling never did sports were you the oldest the youngest i'm in the middle you're in the middle uh and so did your older sister older sister did not play sports my younger sister i i made her so when i was in high school i made my sister get on the track team and gymnastics team i made my best friend cindy get on the track team i made my other best i made all my friends run track so when, so when you go to Liberty, you don't know to try out for these teams, though. No. Do, what happened was when I was at Gandy, it was a Mr. Goldsmith there, and he was, I don't know if he was a former gymnast. I don't know. But we did, we, you, you were allowed to do gymnastics in elementary school gym, PE. I don't think you can do that now. No. And so we'd be flipping. And when he told Miss Lesturgeon about me, mm. and when I got to Liberty, they came and found me and was like, you need to do gymnastics. And so I did. And Coach Long also found me because back then, you, field day was field day when you were racing and competing and winning and losing. And I was field day champion at Candy. And field, the, field day is a bunch of different events, All the events, blue right? ribbons. It was the 600, the 50, the broad jump. Oh, it was the presidential uh, thing um, they called it later, it was, I think. I don't know what There they were like six later. events. Yeah. Yeah. But we raced and like. But you, you didn't run uh, formally. Like I did not. You weren't on teams beforehand. Nobody taught you how to properly stride or no. any of that. Um, but you were naturally fast. Yes. Uh, it, did you do anything on Jamestown Road? or? So, and I tell people all the time, when I was growing up, you played outside. I had boys around me all the only girls were my sister and I down at that end of Jamestown Road where mm-hmm. I lived. And I played outside. We played sandlot. We played football. We played, you know, we played everything. We played baseball, football. We raced each other. That's why they, they their claim to fame is me. They're like, we made you. <laughs> and I can just remember running. We played football, and I was a running back. And I can remember running up and down the yard. And my one cousin, when I was, every time I would score, I'd be walking back like, hey. And he would always throw the football and hit me in the back of the head when I was running back <laughs> every time. And once you, when you race in boys, if you beat them, they always want to, they always want to redo. Oh, we're going to race again. We're going to race again. What did they think was going to happen in the redo? They thought they were going to beat me because it's always a fluke if a girl beats you. 
But it was no fluke. It was no fluke. And we literally raced every day. So you were playing organized sports. It was just being organized by kids. Yeah. Okay. If you want to call it that. <laughs> Loosely organized, we'll go with. Yeah. Uh, and so the, you know a lot of those people to this day, I imagine. And, Absolutely. And when, when you see them, they're probably like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. We were a big part of uh, how you achieve so much. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Jamestown Road, was a lot of your family on Jamestown yes. Road? Like entirely? The hole that I lived, I lived at the end near the park, mm -hmm. um, the Lacey Park, that all those houses, the one, two, three, it was like five houses. They were all family. My grandparents lived across the street. We lived here. My aunt lived here. They met some more people right here. So it was, that was all family. Is the family still there in any um, form or fashion? Yeah. Um, my aunt's house, her kids live in her house. Okay. Um, it was two houses that family still lives in actually all right you walked into the house you know, my dogs unfortunately barked like crazy and then we got to where we're recording now and you said you made a comment about how your family was had been on this land yes T so tell me about my that. my grandfather's family were his his father grandfather were slaves on the wickham plantation which is basically yeah. where we are now right and when i guess when you know, slaves are freed or whatever. They gave um, my grandparents some land, and that's mm. the land that we lived on. The Wickham family gave yes. land. Yes. And uh, but you never lived on that land. You you no. you knew Jamestown Road is the place you grew up. Right. I I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. I didn't know that it was given to us by you know the Wickhams or whomever. But your grandfather grew up on the land. Yes. Wow, that's wild. Yes. That's so. I mean, did, can you wrap your head around that? I cannot. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I, I can't. And, you know, at, at one of our family reunions, we actually took a tour of the Wickham plantation because, you know, we wanted the younger generation, or they, they wanted the younger generations to kind of know where their roots were. Yeah. So, and that history matters. Yes. Yeah. It's tremendously uh, important. Yep. All history is important, but especially that history in our country. Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely matters. And I hope the world is telling that story accurately. Yeah. Does anybody know your family story outside of your family? I don't know. And they're all gone now. Yeah. Well, hopefully somebody can figure out what that history yeah. is and, and tell it to the world. There are actually two museums in Ashland now. One is focused on black Hanover County folks, and the other one is just, it's Ashland, but it, right. it, it tends to be more white, I, I would say. But there are two out there. Uh, in fact, I can connect you, and maybe you're not the family historian, but maybe there's somebody is who has that knowledge that can then yeah. share it, and, and we can try to... Uh, save as much of that history as we can. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to connect you or someone from your family with her. I didn't know there were two museums. That's interesting. There are definitely two. They're not far from each other. Hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you more about it offline. Uh, you know, it's so funny, and this is probably off, off topic. No, but, you're fine. So I grew up on Jamestown Road. It was just, it was just African-American people on Jamestown Road. Yeah. Just African-American. So then I would go to Gandy, and, you know, back in the day, you were in class based on academics based right. on there's a, the, the smart, smart class the not so right. smart class right and so yeah. i was it was i was in a class with mostly white people <laughs> like yeah, literally yeah. literally i would be like the only little brown child in there and and so i i learned how to navigate between the two uh, you know and kind of code switch like okay when i'm with this group this is how i act and then act this way well then i get the liberty and all of my peer came in and i'm just <laughs> like culture shock <laughs> Because Ashland, I guess back then, integrated schools, uh, it was mostly overwhelmingly white. Yes. Yeah. But then when you... But in, in, in Ashland, the 
black people lived in certain spots. So you had Jamestown Road, you had Brown Grove, which was mostly black. Where's Brown uh, Grove? Um, off Lewistown Road. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Peterson Road. family. I know a guy who grew up. Oh, okay. Um, he went Lewis's, Peterson, Harris's, all of them are down there. Yeah. So you, 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 Berkeley Town was predominantly black, um, Taylor Street. So you had pockets and where, but I, I never saw white people other than, you know, when I was in my world in Jamestown. Because you were Jamestown. Yeah. So it, it was, I tell my kids that all the time because, you know, we live, you know, it, it's not like that anymore. I tell them, I said, I grew up on a road with all black people. I didn't, you know, I, I saw white people at school. Kindergarten through seventh grade, you saw a bunch of white people, but outside of school, you weren't seeing white mm-hmm. kids. But the, but at Liberty, but it's it, it, Liberty is just it was like because oh you're God. bringing in Montpelier, Beaver I'm like, Dam. Oh my God, I've never seen them. <laughs> <laughs> well, code switching is funny. Uh, I, as a white guy, I don't think I have to worry about that. No, you probably don't. But I, I guess there's minor code switching amongst cliques, right? But when you're talking about these white kids I'm in class with, and then I, I'm back in, on Jamestown Road, I, I imagine and those experiences. the people on Jamestown Road constantly said, you talk like the white people. Why don't you talk like white people? <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> I'm surrounded by during the school day. And then if I, if I didn't talk like white people, my mom is like, what's wrong? Get your language together, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be uh, a mental conflict, or not to be uh, use a pun here, but mm-hmm. mental gymnastics for you growing up. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, all right, but so, it, it really pays off. I felt like it paid off later in life because I can, I can, I can, mix, I can mix it up with anybody. Most assuredly, and everybody <laughs> should be mixing it up with everybody yeah. anyway. The only people that I, I don't want to personally mix it up with are people that play the victim or just are super immature for their age, right. that kind of thing. Otherwise, I'll let's mix it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you're, I think you're absolutely better off for, oh. the, for those experiences. Oh yeah. All right, so let's get back to uh, l- l- let's cover gymnastics. Fully. Sure. You did it because somebody saw something in you at Gandhi. Yes. And did did you feel like you were like made to be a gym, gymnast, or or n- never really bought into that? I never, I never bought into it. When I look back, because I look at gymnastics now, and everybody's in, you know, they're in some kind of club. You just don't see gymnasts out there that haven't been a part of a club. Like hardcore, like, like committed you know, several hours right. a day. Ariel like. East is, you know, they feed into the Hanover schools and you see the gymnasts. Everything I learned, I learned at Liberty or Gandhi or Patrick Henry. All the tri- And I did I did tricks back then. And we call them tricks, you know. Yeah. yeah. That, my, my wife's a gymnast, so I, oh, okay. I, I watch the Olympics. That kids weren't doing at the time. And I, and I learned them at Patrick Henry. I never once was I a part of a club or anything i didn't do any extra like have a personal trainer anything everything i did i did at practice at liberty or at patrick henry did your teammates were they part of clubs at patrick henry no or they were learning the same way anyone being a part of a club so everything you learned was from miss lesturgeon pretty much wow and what was her background in, in gymnastics i have no idea she did it for a really long time she did yeah is she still around she's still around she's not coaching anymore but she's still around yeah they still live out in uh, near Scotchtown. Yep, they they they've lived there for as long four, as I've known them. I was gonna say 45, 50 years at least. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so you're doing moves that most kids aren't even contemplating. And I think the good thing about me was I pretty much did what I was told. If you if she said Sonia, this is what we're gonna do, I just did it. I wasn't like, oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm not gonna do that. 
I just did it. And I, at that time, I didn't know how, I didn't know it was dangerous. I didn't know that I could, you know. Did your mom know you were doing this stuff? She knew I was doing it, but my mom trusted the people at the school. Yeah. You know, she, she was like, we, we didn't know, we didn't know that this stuff was dangerous. What was the most difficult move? You Probably, uh, well, probably on the vault, I did the, su- I threw the Sukahara vault. That probably was the most dangerous, but on bars, I hate it. Hold on, hold on. Let's stay with vault. What, what's the Sukahara? You do a round off and hit the board and then you do a backflip um, off the vault. So you're blind on the on the. No, nope, you're not blind. Oh, because it's, it's backflip, you can see. Um, Forward is but blind. I was the only person that threw that. In the area? In the, yeah. And I think one other person in state me threw it. And did your mom come to a lot of your meets? My mom did not come to any of my meets. So she never saw you do any my of this stuff? My mom never saw me do track or gymnastics. Because she was working? Yeah. Yeah. And she was working and she just didn't know, like, I don't know. Well, and she's the mom who didn't put you in, in uh, youth sports. Right. Yeah. And she's a mom that, and I love my mom, and I, I just chalk it up to her not knowing better. But my mom did, like, people would, track coaches would come pick me up or take me home and because my mom wasn't the mom that was going to run up there to take me somewhere or pick me up or whatever. So they would they would come and pick me up if I needed a ride. They would take me home if I needed a ride. I mean, so so there are people that um, play sports and they're not very good, but their parents really, really want them to be good, and so they'll su- right. be fully supportive. Then there are people that I call that they're they're good, but they're not coaches are going to drive them home good. Right. <laughs> and then there are people like you, who mom d- sounds like she didn't have a real clue about right. what you were doing athletically, but you were really, really good, and so there were coaches that were willing to. And she do knew I was good. But she, I don't think she understood, like, how good. And I don't think she understood, like, I should probably be going to see this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It, and, but you know what? It made me psycho about going to support my kids. So I'm like, yeah, you, you, you did the psycho. opposite. Yeah. I'm psycho. Well, that's a better way to be. I mean, I hope you don't really meet psycho, but you're very, but very I'm supportive. At every, I'm, I, was every, I was at every event. Like, even even at, with Earl. I'm like, I'll be at your game. I'll be there. Earl was um, at the All Metro one year. Earl was the assistant coach of the year or something. And he didn't tell us. He didn't tell any of us. And so Coach Kane or somebody mentioned it. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. You were married to him at the time? Yes. <laughs> coach Kane mentioned Somebody mentioned it. And I was like, wait a minute. What? And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to. When I tell you the hoops I jumped through to get tickets to that event for me and his parents, like. And, and he, he, and he, and wasn't he was doing just that? like, Sonia, it's not that big a deal. And I'm like, it is a big deal. We need to be there. And like me and his mom were like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so that's a good psycho though. Yeah, we are. We, my daughter's an athletic trainer at Tucker. And we're like, okay, we're going to the Tucker game this weekend, this this Friday, so we can, I don't know, cheer Lisa on. I don't know why she's <laughs> taping an ankle. I don't know. <laughs> so Earl, I imagine that's part of what attracted you to Earl. Back in the day, it was his humility. Oh, absolutely. Earl And Earl is so smart. So Earl, let me tell you a story about Earl. He'll be mad that I told this story. Perfect. So Earl, I love these kind of stories. Earl is super smart. I mean, he's super. Earl was the number one, number one student in his field at his, in, in college when he graduated. He was student number one in wow. communications. He's really smart. Always been smart. And, you know, I talked about the code switching. Well, Earl wanted to... You know, he wanted to have brown friends, and he would just always, like, dumb himself down. Like, 
And when you get around them, like, no, I, I didn't. Do, everybody's like, I failed that test. And he's like, yeah, I, I probably didn't do well either. And I'm like, always got an A. And I'm like, Earl, you don't have, you let those people know. Let them know you're smart. Like, why do you do that? And it drove me nuts. Why do you think he does that? I think he's just part of just fitting in, you know. And he didn't want to be the smart nerd guy, I guess. But he wasn't a nerd. He just was smart. You just have to be smart. I, always, I tease him all the time. I said, I bet you ruined every curve in college because you got 100 on every curve. Yeah, like, the, the Earl Kennys of the world that did that, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> At least for the test. Me either. I didn't either. I'm like, like what's wrong with you? I'm like, why, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Why can't you be... Dumb like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not dumb either. I'm not dumb, but I'm not. Earl is really smart. He's really. And I, and I, and if you ever talk to him and you want to know anything that happened in sports in the Richmond area from 19, from time he got here in 1973 or whatever to now, he can, he'll give you, he'll have every stat. Really? <laughs> wow. He knows everything. He knows the people. He knows yes, the, he the knows. numbers. And it's, he goes on a trip every year to, um. He goes to the first round and second round of the NCAA tournament every year. And before he goes, he does a whole scouting report of every single team that he's gonna that that he's gonna watch and gives it to his friends. That's a lot of games. Yeah, that's a lot of games to do research on. Well, uh, can we get Earl to do research on all 64 teams, and then I'll use his research to make my picks (laughs) for the the bracket. Yeah, it doesn't matter because people let you down all the time in those tournaments. Yeah, you, if you could uh, get that accurate every time, I don't, I don't think it would be as fun. No. You've got, wins don't mean as much unless there's some losses along the right. way. Right. But, but, yeah. But that one of the things that attracted me to Earl really was how smart he was. Yeah. He was just really smart. He was athletic. Um, sounds, like the full, sounds like the full package. Maybe overly humble. He's really, he really, sometimes it gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to uh, uh, Patrick Henry and Liberty track. Okay. Was, was track a big thing back then for Liberty? Or was it a thing at all? It was a thing. There was a team. It was, yeah, oh yeah, there was definitely a team. And, so and like I said, as soon as I got there, as soon as track season started, Coach Long was like, uh, yeah, you need to run. And I was like. Was he the track coach too? Yes, he was the track coach okay. at Liberty when I got to Liberty. Oh, gotcha. So he coached the football team and he. Coach track. Gotcha. And so he was my track coach. That's why at the banquet, it's like Coach Long has coached so many people in that room. You know? He coached almost everybody in that room. Uh, The two older guys, he didn't coach. Right. The pole vaulter, he didn't coach. But I think the other five, or the other four, he coached. coached, He coached coached half of the uh, inductees. Yeah. So yeah. So I always, I always, I always give him his credit. I'm like, I ran track, started track, I start my track life because of Coach Long. Did you get better because of coaching, or were you just super fast and you didn't really need the coaching? I got better in long jump because of coaching. Because okay. obviously, I, I, I had done the broad jump, but I had never long jumped, and I learned how to long jump at Patrick Henry when I got to Patrick Henry. I was naturally good at it, but I didn't know how to really do it. And I learned that when I got to Patrick Henry, and I definitely got better. I, I mean, I almost jumped twenty feet in college, in high school. Wow! <clears throat> what, what did you learn? I learned technique and how to how to how to use my speed to jump further. Because mm, okay. you know, I'm just running down there like, and I didn't know you're supposed to go up and not out when you jump. Yeah. You know, I didn't know any of that when I I just sounds like it added uh, a couple <laughs> feet, if nothing. Oh, else. Oh, absolutely. I can remember when I first started jumping. I remember in the Ninth grade, I jumped 15 feet 
eight inches. When I got to 10th grade, I jumped 17 feet. Mm. And then by my senior year, I was jumping almost 20 feet. Wow. That's crazy. Do you have the record for Patrick Henry? Yes. All this time. the central region. You have the record for the central region? Mm -hmm. Only reason I have the record for the central, I I, I have the record for the central region meet because I don't don't know if you've heard of Tamala Penny and Piper Brisson. They both jumped 20 feet at the state meet my junior year. I mean, they were like 20 feet one, 20 feet two, 20 feet three. I mean, it was crazy. I remember watching that going, oh my God. And I finished third in that meet with my little, you know, 18-8 or something. But um, I mean, that's but, a yeah. lot of talent. So the Your next year, I, I jumped 19-10 at the Central Region and won it and set the record. And nobody's beaten it since. It's, I mean, nope. that was 40 years ago. I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so if you saw a kid who's... 14, 15 years old, regardless of gender, just running really, really fast. Uh, would you be able to pick up on whether they really know what they're doing as a, as a sprinter? Yeah. Um, you can tell by, <clears throat> excuse me, their arm work, and it's usually the arm work and their body position and, and their start. If they, you know, if you start and you come straight up, bad. But if they have the drive phase and they come up and they're using their arms. Well, I, well, walk me through that. So, uh, what is your start like? My start. So uh, everything I was, a I was fast. So my start was quick, but when you come out of the blocks, you need to stay down low. For what? Four or five steps? Probably about, yeah, probably five, five steps. You stay down low and you gradually come up and get until you reach your top speed. Um, and you're constantly using your arms. Uh, What's the most important part of a sprint? I say the 100 meters is a start. Definitely the start. Um, 200, I feel like it's the the first 100 meters in the 200. Um, And then you have to be conditioned. If you're not in shape, because you have to be able to maintain your top speed. You have to be conditioned for that distance. Yes. So, and because I ran the 400, my 200 was much better because I ran the 400 because I was so much stronger. I started out as a 100 and 200 meter runner, but I ran the four by four relay. So I always had been running 400s and that really helped my 200, but it wasn't until my senior year that the coach was like, you know what, why don't we put you in an open 400 and see what you can do. And you can't, you can't run full speed for the 400, can you? You can. You're, so you're, well, you can't run full speed, but like the way I ran the 400, cause, and you'll hear different people talk about how they run. You have 400 meters that, like, my daughter was a 400, 800. So she ran on strength. I was a sprinter. My first 200 and that 400 was going to be blazing. And then the rest is, like, good form and try to maintain and not die faster than – not die before everybody else died. Because so, your second 200 had to be slower than your first 200. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but some people, you know, some people you do a reverse 200, yeah. you know, because they're so strong. Like, if you see an 800-meter runner, they're so strong. And so that second 200 – you know, they don't go out as fast in the first, but that second one is, is really strong. But a sprinter, no. We're going we're gonna to fly around that first 200. Psychologically, I think I'd rather be the person that closes than the person who starts fast. Because right, I want to see who's in front of me. Right. <laughs> you, you never saw people or very rarely saw people very in front rarely. of you. Very rarely. What? But, but you know, what was fun is when you run a relay, when you have to catch people. And then that, that time, that's when I got to see people, and I'm like, okay, I can get them. I can get them. I can get them. I can get them. I think and, that helps. Oh, yeah. Uh, what leg did you typically run? So for most of college, I ran on the anchor. 
but my senior year in college, we had graduated a lot of people that were, you know, really good. And I started out on the anchor, but it just made the people, the first three legs, they didn't feel like they had to do <clears throat> what they needed to do because Sonya's going to catch them. And so I told the coach, I'm like, put me on first leg. Because yeah. They're going to have to work. They need to do something. Absolutely. And so I switched to first leg. And you being first leg probably led to more wins. Yeah. And see, people don't like to get caught. So me running first leg, if I give you the stick and we're in front, you don't want to be the person that you can't lose got that position. caught. Yeah, you can't so lose that position. So it definitely makes people work harder. And you told me when we last recorded, 400 was your best yes. event. That's high school and college. I only ran it one year in high school. Because you would, everybody just assumed you were 100, 200. Yes. So I only ran it my senior year. I finished third in the state. Um, and then when I got, I was recruited as a 100 and 200 meter runner. When I, even for college, I was recruited as a one and two. They didn't, they did not think I was going to run a four when I got to college. Because the assumption is sprinters shouldn't run well, three events? The, well, they were like, we, they were recruiting me for, they needed a 100 and 200 meter runner. They were like, we have a 400, we have 400 meter runners. So let me tell you about that. So my, my freshman year. At the, I, at the, at the fine at, University at of Virginia. University of Virginia, my freshman year, we go through where we get there and we're training and we're getting ready for indoor. Well, I wasn't on the four by four because I was a sprinter. I was running the 60 or in the 300 or whatever it was. And the four by four made it to nationals. And I was like, I want to go to nationals. Right. And I wasn't on the four by four. So I, I told um, I told my sprint coach, I said, you know what? When we go when we get to outdoor, I'm gonna be on that four by four that goes to nationals. Because you had to be one of the fat four and fastest. He was looking at me like because most sprinters don't want to run a four hundred. Most one and two, they don't wanna run a four. The four hundred is like, you know, a mile to them. Yeah. But yeah. I said to him, I said, I'm going to nationals and all I gotta beat is one person on that on that relay. That's all I have to do. And I went to nationals on that four. And that's when they were like, okay, she can run a four. Because the conventional <laughs> wisdom for decades probably was the sprinters do a 100, 200. And right. then there's a there's a line, and then there's another group of people that do the 400, yeah. 800. And, and a lot of the 400-meter runners, they started out as one and two, or they started out as an eight, or running an eight and came down. or and But when you start out and you're just running hundreds or whatever, that 400 seems like 10 miles to you. I bet. <laughs> and so most people don't want to do it. So, it's so funny because my record said UVA, my 100 and 200 record said been broken. And I was talking to the girl that broke the 200. And how, she, how, how recent was that? Last year. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, well, all right, I think the 100 was broken like three years ago and then the 200 last year. But I was talking to the girl who runs it too. And she said, I was talking to her and I said, well, I still have the four. And she said, oh, and you can keep that. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that at all. Nobody's trying to get that. So it's not a line that coaches create. You're saying the sprinters just Oh, like, absolutely. I'm and it's a it's a total mental thing in your head when you are a short sprinter. That 400, is, I'm telling you, it's like 10 miles to a 100-meter to runner. But not to you. No, because I had run it. I had always run it in high school. Even yeah. though I'd only run it on relays, I had always run it. Yeah. Okay. So you were on the 4x4 four four in high school I was throughout. on the 4x4. Four Probably 10th or maybe just 11th and 12th grade. I don't know. But I had run it. But so. you knew what it was like. Yeah. And it wasn't that scary. It was It was scary, but... Well, you got you over know, it eventually. I did. I did. I, like I said, I did what I was told. Yeah. I did what I was told. All right, let's talk about the recruiting process. Because uh, you, you've got coaches that are... I mean, 
everybody knows you're good. Everybody right. knows you're really, really fast. Well, yeah. Well, were the people that really doubted you? UNC. Oh yeah, tell me, tell us about that. So, I was I was being recruited, and I, I was being recruited by a lot of D two and a few D ones in the in the Virginia area. Tennessee recruited me. I don't know how they because we you know why they recruited me because we went to a track meet at Tennessee, at the University of Tennessee when I was in high school. And that's where they saw me. But, you know, tick, I wasn't so great that, it, you know, my name was all over the world. Well, let's remind people, uh, to include your children and, and my children, uh, the Internet didn't exist. Exactly. Social media wasn't a thing. Uh, there were only three or four channels on the TV, and they, right. weren't, they weren't covering high school track back right. then. Uh, and so it was mostly word of mouth or what a lot of kids do now uh, and weren't doing when you and I were coming through, uh, they're sending tapes. Yes. You yes. didn't put you didn't put a tape package together. I did together. not put a tape package together. I didn't do anything except like, okay, I'll just sit around and wait. I don't know what to do. Um, but ten, what, Tennessee, when Tennessee started recruiting me, I really think UVA came on and they were like, who's recruiting you? And when I said Tennessee, they were like, okay, oh, we want to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, to, they knew what Tennessee track was. And, you know, I was, to me, I had not been anywhere out, really outside of Ashland. And so to me, I was just kind of like, I mean, Tennessee. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was because of Michael Jordan, I really liked UNC. <sighs> Michael Jordan's had such a horrible impact on Carolina. I mean, for a UVA fan in particular. So I told, I told my coach, I said, let, 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 let's, let's talk to UNC. And we, you know, we talked to him. He talked to my coach, and they were like, "Oh, she's just not. She's not a blue chip." Yeah. And so he he wouldn't recruit me. And the what, funny, what, what did he mean by that? I guess he just didn't feel like I was. I don't know. I wasn't good enough. That's what I thought he meant. But he was only looking at you for one hundred and two hundred, probably. probably. Yeah. I mean, but I was all American in the two hundred in high school. So how are you all American and not a blue chip to the Carolina <laughs> guy? That's I don't know. So, but but the funny thing is when I got to UVA. Who's the coach at UNC? Him. So he got to see what Blue Chip actually was. So uh, And we won the ACC tournament every year that I was there. And I won the 100 and 200. And beat his I, Blue Chips. Beat his Blue Chips. And uh, I imagine it hurt him every time he saw you run. He probably was like, oh, my God. What was I thinking? It's almost <laughs> like he didn't give it any real thought. I don't think he did. He couldn't have. I don't think so. Well, uh, without revealing your height, let's just say you're not on the taller side. I'm not. Uh, and my impression of sprinters is they're all average height or, or a little bit taller than average height. Is that accurate? Or they? I was probably on the short side, but I mean, there were other. I didn't. I never felt like I was little. I never felt like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't mean it that way. But typically, your, your longer legs yeah. is uh, when I think of for actually all distances. Yeah. But you, 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 you at your height. Really, especially for long jump. Like yeah. the fact that I was as good as I was in the long jump was kind of a anomaly. You did that for UVA too? I did. So you did 100, 200, 400. And long jump. And, and the 400, you were doing uh, solo and as part of a team? I, or I did. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of 400s at UVA. I, I didn't do a lot. I ran on the relays, but I didn't do a lot of open 400s. They just did it. I, you know, in college, you, you run what they need you to run. Yeah. <laughs> and they had enough 400 runners, right. I guess. And it wasn't until my senior year because we, you know, a lot of people had graduated and they, 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 UVA struggled to recruit sprinters when I, during my time. And they kind of 
started letting me do what I wanted to do, what I like to do. And I went through a bunch of coaches. My first year, my first two years at UVA, we had Coach Craddock, who left because the UNC guy left after my first two years. He retired or got fired. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe got fired because he didn't recruit me. Um, and so if he only knew that day was so important. So my coach at UVA left and took that job. Uh. And then my third year at UVA, I had a different coach. And then my fourth year, we got an even different coach. So, so UVA had, was not a destination for coaches, it sounds like. No. But UVA track's been good. Yeah. I mean, well, right before I got there, they won the national championship in indoor or something. What? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it should because have been a destination Because they had distance runners. Because they had lots of distance runners. Yeah. Really good. Interesting. Did you enjoy your experience at UVA? Listen, I had the best time. I had the best time. I tell people all the time, go to college is like the best time ever. And, you know, people are like, oh, my God, it must be so hard. You're an athlete. You're a student. And I say, yeah, I still managed to have fun. My grades probably could have been higher if I wasn't having so much fun. <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed my time. So what did you do besides go to uh, class and, and run? Oh, my God. I went to the, 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 I went to parties, <laughs> like most college kids do. Um, I mean, I mean, really, I just I hung out, went to parties. I mean, we I, there was a um, it's a lake, Chris Green Lake in Charlottesville that we hung out at. I just I I I had a good time. <laughs> but, I tell people, and I had you know, and I have and I know people. I have some of the kids I mentored. They went to UVA. And I have one girl. She went to UVA. Hated it. She's like, oh my god, it was so hard. All I did was study. Mm. I didn't have time to do anything but study, but. As an athlete, I, you know, I had access to athletic study halls and tutors and, you know, access to professors that came to our study halls and, and that helps. That's why, you know, I say all the time when these athletes are, don't make it or they're failing out, I'm like, then you're They're not, trying hard not to make it. Right. You're not, you're not taking advantage of everything that they're offering you. Because I promise you, at UVA... I tried to take classes with the basketball team because they had like the best setup ever in life with tutors, tutors, and I probably, I don't know if I should say this on, um, <laughs> going to class with them and taking notes and, you know, so if you, and, and when you go to study hall, we all had access to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you're feeling out, that's only you. <laughs> Especially if you're an athlete. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I mean. If you're an athlete, because, and when my son, my son went to JMU and he played football for JMU. And I, the first thing I told him, I was like, you take advantage of every athletic study hall, every tutor, ask questions, because they're there to help you, and yeah. they want you to succeed. This, was he at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony? That yes. Song? Yes. Yeah. He's a good-looking kid. He, isn't he cute? Yeah, he's a, he's a really good-looking kid. Yeah. And so he was part of the national championship team um, in 2016, 17, 2017. I, is he humble, too? He no. Like, no. He's not like Earl. He's not humble. He's Sonia. He's, he's me. Not that I'm not humble. He is like really not humble. He's he's he would always. I can remember him in high school. He's just like, mom. You know, I'm the best person out there, right? <laughs> well, I am your mom. <laughs> I was like, I agree wholeheartedly. Did, did your kids know about uh, your prowess oh, on absolutely. track? Absolutely. Listen, absolutely. It's, if you talk to my kids, they're gonna be like, oh my god. She's so not humble. <laughs> She's not humble. I mean, in my house, we're super competitive. We are, and my daughter is not as competitive as like my son and I. And so we really got on her nerves. And even Earl, Earl's like, <sighs> funny story. We went on vacation and the resort we stayed at had a 
at a ping pong table. Was this a four-star resort? <laughs> we were with his parents, so yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, I I know how to play ping pong. I wouldn't say I'm a pro, but I'm better than anybody else in the house. And so, you know, really playing ping pong, and I'm killing them. And, and he, you know, or he gets so frustrated because I'm like, yeah, and I'm like going. And he's just like, it, does everything does everything have to be so, like, serious like can we just can we just have a fun game of ping pong and i'm like no no you, I, i'm competing with you right now i said yeah we can but i won three games and earl didn't <laughs> who's win the any? best earl didn't win any no he's like you you can you play all the time i'm like i have, i don't <laughs> so yeah we my son and i my son we get on his nerves a lot. And, and, and your daughter's more like earl oh she's she's definitely his clone it sounds like, like mostly a good thing or entirely good thing. It is. Yeah. She's cerebral. Me and me and John tell her she's cerebral. Always overthinking everything. We we just having fun. <laughs> I guess overthinking is better than underthinking, though. I guess. John and I like the party. We just like we like to have fun. All right. So you did in, indoor track and obviously outdoor track in the spring. Uh, did you? I run? never ran indoor track in high school though. Because where were we going to run? It? Well, I did gymnastics. Well, and I don't know. But where even you now, run. they they do it outdoors. Like my my daughter, like I said, she's a trainer. She's like, we have a track meet. It's outdoors. It's you know, they have polar bear meets all the time. Yeah. And they had indoor really was just starting when I was in high school, but I did gymnastics, so I I never did it. And I tell people all the time, I said, you know what? I just came out for track when track started and ran myself into shape. Was there an indoor track at UVA? No. So y'all were doing winter track outside. Yes, and we ran at meets that were inside, but we trained outside. Uh, were there other ACC schools that had indoor tracks? ACC schools? No, but, you know, George Mason had one. We did a lot of meets, and Tech had one. Huh. Tech wasn't in the ACC at that time, but we would go to Tech and do meets. and we would Tech had an indoor track facility? Yes. They're, are they known for track? No, they have a good track team. They do now. Yeah. They weren't known for it back mm -hmm. then. Huh. No. All right, so uh, you were nationally competitive, right? Well, in high school too, but also in college. You your records for three different events. One has never been broken. The other two very recently broken. I mean, they, right. those stood for a really, really long time. It's that's kind of insane to me. Sonia. <laughs> I mean, that, that, how many schools have records that stand for thirty five years? That's true. I I don't know any other uh, situation. It's not, I'm not like Earl. I haven't. Uh, studied every stat <laughs> on the topic, but I mean that's that seems incredible to me. You know what's funny? Because I was named to ACC top fifty athletes or something some years ago. No, well, hold on, hold on. And I forgot for, to for put all, it for I, all sports. Yeah, I forgot to put it on when I got in the Hall of Fame. I forgot to put that on there, and so Earl after Earl's like Sonia, you didn't put your most. You're, I, he, Earl thinks that's like my pro, most prestigious award. I agree with him. That is capital G, capital O, capital A, capital he's T. Like, you stuff. didn't put your most prestigious award on there. And I was like, what? And Do you know who like, else was in that top 50? I don't you know. Already, we already said his name, Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Ralph Sampson was on that. Uh, there have been plenty of football players that are part of that. And then we're talking about a lot of different sports, too. Right. I totally forgot. Mia Hamm is probably in the and top Earl's 50. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you like this? <laughs> I, I, when did that list come out? Oh, I don't even remember. I totally had forgotten about it. And I was just looking at it the other day. I was like, you know what? Was this like 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah. All right. We, we need My crack research staff is going to look that up. But, yeah. All right. So you then turned your co college prowess as a track star into national 
Yes. So tell so me. So let me tell you about that. So I was running the 400. I, you know, I ran the 400. Well, after the ACC meet was over, that's when I would start running the 400. And, you know, my time was probably in the top 10 in the, in the nation at the time. Never did I ever think in order, in order to make the national team, you had to finish in the top eight or six in the 400 because then you could be on the relay or whatever. Never thought I would. Never. I never. I was, I made it to the net, to the finals and I was like, I had like the ninth time. I was in lane nine <laughs> or yeah, lane, lane eight or Lane whatever. eight or nine is not supposed to be in the top right. six. Yeah. And somehow I, I, I don't know. And I, I really feel like though, you know, when you're, when you're not, you don't have any expectations. You're just happy to be there. And you just, you're just running with no stress, no, you know, nothing. And you're just running. And I made it. And I was like, and, my, and when, I, when I came off the track, my coach says, you need to make sure you get a passport. And I was like, what? And he was like, you need to get a passport. Because <laughs> he knew at that moment you would make yes, the team. Yes. And, and it's not just, it wasn't just a national team. You had the World University Games. Um, we had the Pan Am games, you had all of that. And so even if I hadn't made, you know, had, hadn't been in the top six, I probably still would have gone with the World University team. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy. I just remember calling my mom going, yeah, I'm, I, I think I made the national team. And she's like, what? <laughs> had your mom been to any track events no. to that point? No. Has she ever been to a track? Had she ever been to no. a track event? No, let me tell you about my mom. So we have, we had a, we had a, we sponsored a meet in Charlottesville called the um, Dogwood Relays. And it was at the end of the school year. And I would always go home for a week after that. And so my mom would come to get me. I can remember I ran the four by four at that meet. And my mom was in the parking lot waiting for me. And she's like, and I went over to the car to like, okay, I'm thin. And she's like, okay, we'll get in the car. And I'm like, I need to warm down. And she's like, well, I have to go. I have to go. You need to get in the car. And I'm like, I cannot ride in this car for an hour if I don't warm down. I literally had just walked off the track. And she didn't come to see you. And no, she came to pick me up because I was like, you need to pick me up. And, you know, track meets last all day. And I probably told her, come pick me up at, at 5. And, and it was probably 6 o'clock by then because the track meet was running late. And I just remember my younger sister going, Mom said, come on. Mom said, come on. And I walked over to the car. She's like, get in. And I was like, I can't get in. I need to warm down. Mom had no clue. No clue. She, I'm like, I'm not getting in that car. I'll be dead when I get home. My legs will be dead. You made the national team and your mom had not seen you. She did not run. see me. Because we were in California. That was in San Jose, California. She didn't see me. My mom didn't come to Charlottesville to see me. She wasn't going to California. Wow. And it's so funny because another one of my teammates had qualified for the national. I was going to ask you how many other people were on the national team. It was just one. Um, she didn't make the national team, but she had qualified to race in, at national. Because you had to qualify for that meet. Right. And her, her whole family was there. We, and so I was hanging out with her family. We went, we were, because the meet was in San Jose. And we, her parents were like, oh, we're going to go to San Francisco and, you know, do the tourist thing. And yeah. I, I can remember going with them and hanging out with her family the whole time because I didn't have anybody there. Wow. I know. Now I, if I see kids with nobody there, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to cheer for them because they don't have a parent here. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say my best friend, her mom used to come to the meets and, you know, she would cheer me on or whatever because she was like my kind of my second mom. But my mom never, she never Never. It just never crossed her mind. No, it never occurred to her like that she should come and watch me or whatever. Wow. 
Isn't that crazy? That's a little crazy. And when I think about that, I'm, and I told my daughter that, I'm like, you know, my mother never came to see me compete. And she was like, what? Because well, my house is like totally normal. Like if I don't come, when I when my, when my John was at the national game for JMU, I was there. I never saw him because, you know, he was with his team or whatever. And I can remember him calling me going, are you here? Are you here? <laughs> because my kids expect me to be there. Because you were I mean, at all their stuff. Right. And I mean, I literally, we went through a whole blizzard or something to get to that daggone game and so he i think he wasn't sure we had made it because plane delayed i mean we it was crazy all right so back to the national team do you remember other acc uh track folks ACC? making the national team were you the only acc person the, uh, the fact that you're thinking about it i'm guessing you might, you might have been the only one um and this i remember lavana martin from tennessee making it <laughs> did you compete against Wendy vereen from um I did compete. Let me tell you, Lavonna Martin. Let me tell you, you know she's a she was a stud. She was a stud, stud, stud. She ran for Tennessee, and she walked me down in the four by four one year at the at the Tennessee at the relays. It was, it was tragic. <laughs> You'll never forget that, right? <laughs> Ever. Yeah. She beat me. We, we leaned at the line, but she caught me because I had the lead. It was terrible. So I, I'm guessing there were more SEC track folks. Oh my god! When I came through, the SEC was. They were... They're still like that. Yeah. They were the track people. Yeah. Uh, they recruited nationally, it sounds like. Yes. They yeah. were... I can just remember like... <sighs> I mean, UVA doesn't even know what they got in their backyard half the time. And that's true for right. a lot of sports. And, and you know, all these kids, they did all this travel track. So they all knew each other. Here I was, this virtually unknown person. And they literally would be like, where did you come from? <laughs> Jamestown Road. <laughs> you know, they're like... Who are you? When I made the national team, there's a girl, she went to Morgan State. Then Morgan State, one of those Maryland schools. And she just was like, who are you? Like, <laughs> and why did you beat me? <laughs> she was so cause upset. Because I, I was relaxed and apparently you weren't. <laughs> and and we, were on the, we were actually on the um, World University Games team together. And she's like, I literally had never heard of you. <laughs> it sounds like that was true in a lot right. of circles. And I was like. I don't know. <laughs> just show up for nationals and. Well, and let's be clear on nationals. This wasn't just 20, 21, 22 year olds. This is all ages, right? You're competing oh, against. When I made the U.S. The, team, yeah. absolute. That was the U.S. nationals. So yeah. who, who else was on that team? Oh my God! So that Jackie Joyner Kersey was on that team. Um, um, Deneen Howard, she was a four hundred. Valerie Briscoe Hooks, mm. um, who had the world, um, the U.S. record in the four hundred for a while. She was on that team. Lily, Lily Leatherwood King, who was a back a real stud back then. Harvey Glantz, um, Roddy Haley, uh, Wallace Spearman. It just was. And you knew all these people because they were so amazing. I knew before. of them, yeah. but that was the first time I had ever met them. And like I said, they, and they, and they all knew each other. They had all been running the same circuit together, and here I was like. Who are you? <laughs> did, did they take you in? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially the 400 people. They were like, girl, we got you. We got you. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that was an amazing experience. Yeah. Had to be. And I tell people all the time when we went to um, we went to Rome, that's where the national, we were in Rome, that's where the national, and they thought everybody, are you you, you Jackie Joyner Kersey? Jackie Joyner Kersey is literally like <laughs> six feet tall. No, I'm not. You, Jackie Joyner Kersey. No, I'm not. Every, all, they, all the only person they wanted to see was Jackie Joyner Kersey, literally. And you know she didn't, she didn't like 
ride the bus with us or anything. She showed it. She came to the meet with, I guess, her her, hus- her brother, husband. I don't know what it, husband. 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 So she didn't really kind of mingle with us too much, except when we were actually on the track. Like she, she was didn't making, she's making out. a lot of money back then. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And she was like the biggest name in track back then. So in the world, you know, she wasn't going to be hanging around with us little. Little peons. Well, I, I imagine there were a lot of people that wanted a part of her time. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure she had her routine, and it, it, hanging around the rest of the team is probably going to mess up the routine. Yeah. And maybe mess up her headspace a little bit, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, that level of fame. But, you know, on the track, like, she, she will talk to you and whatever on the track, but she didn't hang out with us. Like, you know, we hung out, you know, when we weren't competing. But she didn't hang out with us. I imagine every waking hour she had a plan. Yeah. For the day. Every, and every day of the week kind of thing. But it's great. I took pictures. I'm like, can I take a picture? I'm, I'm like, I was a fangirl. I mean. Oh, I, who wouldn't be? <laughs> so I'm taking, I'm taking pictures of people. They're probably like, with my little, my little disc camera. Come on. I mean, you, I can't imagine the seventh grade version of you ever imagined that you would be ever. on that track. Ever. In fact, I didn't even, like I told you, I grew up in Ashland. I, I didn't really leave Ashland. It just, I didn't even know that that world was really out there off of the TV screen, like that I could ever be a part of that, you know? You hear about these people on TV, Flo Jo, who knew I would be running on the same track as Flo Jo? Like, you just, you don't ever think that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it seems beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. So, Did you have dreams at, at any I, point along the way? I, I mean, once I, once I got to high school, I was like, okay, I can I can I can do this in college. I can do this, but as a little girl, it never occurred to me that I would that I would even be a state champion in track. Never even occurred to me. Well, when you say little girl, you're running around Jamestown Road, not right, part, not part of school, not even thinking about organized sports at all. Yeah, and probably if Coach Long hadn't said to me, "You should run track," I don't know that I would have. Wow. I don't know that I would have done gymnastics if, if they hadn't came and gotten me and said, you're going to do gymnastics. Was track something that was uh, major part-time or full-time after college? I trained at one year after college for the Olympic, um, for the Olympic, because it was Olympic trials. Um, and then after that, I didn't, I didn't do it anymore. I wasn't, see, I never was like, oh my God, this is going to be my career. You know, I never, and my mom is like, girl, you need to come on home and get a job and, and so you can live, whatever. And and I never in my mind did I think I can live off of track. Yeah. And I kind of regretted it later because I, you know, I, I had made friends and they're still running and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But, you know, a lot of it was struggle too, but, you know, uh, I, you know, did, I just didn't think of that. In order to be competitive nationally over a long period of time, I imagine there's a lot of running, a lot of injuries, a lot of oh, recovery absolutely. from those injuries. That's it's not an easy life. Absolutely. If you, if you make it to the pinnacle, it probably s- seems easy to those from outside. Right. But yeah, no way that, that person I, made it to the top. Definitely. When I, I see people it. now, like Dennis Mitchell, um, he Shakari Richardson's coach. Mm-hmm. He was on the national team with us, and him and I were very good friends. And I look at him now, and I'm like, wow, maybe I should have gone into coaching, but I probably wouldn't have been a good coach. But, um, but why, you know, why wouldn't you have been yeah. a good coach? <sighs> I don't know. I just don't have the patience for like people who don't want to work hard. I really don't. Well, uh, <laughs> so people that don't work hard, they either that's their natural position. They just that's who they are. And some people have the capacity to work hard. They just haven't been motivated. Right. And, and sometimes they need to motivate themselves. So Donnie Morris has a little girl that does gymnastics. When you say little girl, how, how old? Seventh grade. 
Yeah, seventh grade. So I'm, I'm, I've taken her under my wing. I'm like, I'm going to mentor her. I'm going to mentor her. Good. She runs track too. And she's just the cutest thing. And I so, imagine Donnie appreciates that. Oh, yeah. Well, Donnie was fast back in the day. Not, oh, not absolutely. fast like you were. Donnie fast, still but... holds a triple jump record. And I'm like, <laughs> Patrick Henry, I didn't even know he triple jumped. I didn't know he triple jumped either. I think he mentioned it at the Hall of Fame. Though. Donnie did all the sports. You know, back then we did all this. You didn't do just one sport and, and specialize. It would have been boring. Sport. It would have been boring. Right. Totally boring. And everybody has a personal trainer, and when they're not doing their sport, they're being trained by the personal trainer that their parents are paying a two arms and a leg for. And and I tell people all the time, I didn't have a personal trainer. I didn't. I wasn't part of a club. I just came out there and like, okay, here I am. Let me run. Yeah. That's all I did. What did you major in in college? Communications. And uh, what was the idea? Mm-mm. What were you going to do? I had that? no idea. <laughs> so you're like me. I had no. <laughs> and, and it's so funny. People are like, did you know what you were going to do? No, I didn't know. Who knows? Oh, I'm going to graduate and be a salesperson. I didn't know that. My daughter had her whole life mapped out. <laughs> like, she knew exactly what she wanted to do. My son didn't know. He didn't know. He was like me. Um, Earl majored in um, communications. Earl always wanted to be a reporter. Mm. And... Next thing you know, he's a teacher. We don't. Did you know Earl in high school? Yeah. Did you Earl was a Earl was a male athlete of the year my senior year, and I was a female. <laughs> so y'all were the same year in school. Yes. Uh, we were very good friends. Earl and I were. We didn't date. We were very good friends though. When did you start dating? After college. Oh when, wow. When I came. Well, we during college when we would be home together, we would always go out, but I wouldn't call it dating. Dating, and then when I came home, because I stayed in Charlottesville for a year after I graduated, and he came back here. When I came home, we started dating. Did you guys go to church growing up to the same no. place? I went to church right up here, Providence on um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Providence yeah. Road. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, he grew up out in the country, effectively. No, he grew up in, in, in oh. he grew up in Town Square. Oh, because Dr. Kenny lives in town now, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. they live off Francis, Francis Street. But y'all's church is out in Montpelier. Yes, okay. in Beaverdown. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's in Beaverdown. Yeah. But they grew up, Earl grew up in Town Square Apartments. Well, hold on. They we, were the first family that had their little Atari game, too. <laughs> so everybody would go over his house. That was a big deal back then. <laughs> yes. Well, blip, blip, blip. So I, I had not been to Beaverdam in a long time. And uh, because I think half of the, the that class for the Hall of Fame is from Montpelier or Beaverdam, right. I had to remind myself what Beaverdam was like. Beaverdam's not, there's not a lot going on in Beaverdam. Right. They put out some good athletes, though. Absolutely. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on in Montpelier, but a little more going on in Montpelier. Right. But it's rural. It's very rural. Very rural. Yeah. So, and actually back then, it probably felt like a world away. Because yeah. Patrick Henry had half of Hanover County, which is a really big county. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, y'all... I tell my kids all the time, I said, we'd be on the bus forever going to school. Because, <laughs> oh, <like, laughs> you know, my kids are so like, we're on the bus for 10 minutes. And I'm like, girl, we're on the bus. That bus came and picked us up at 8 o'clock. We didn't get to school tonight. I was going to say, it's mm-hmm. probably close to an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fond, fondest memory from UVA that's not track. That's not track. Fondest memory. I think, I really think going to the basketball games. Um, they were really good back then. They had Ralph Sampson. Ralph, when I went on my recruiting trip to UVA, Ralph Sampson was the person that they had being my whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure Ralph put in a lot of time doing that for kids coming But I'm like, why, why wouldn't they get a track person? That's crazy to me. Because <laughs> he's Ralph Sampson. I know. So we got, and my mom went with me on that trip, and so she got to meet Ralph Sampson. She didn't know. It didn't mean anything to her. But, you know, I was like, yeah, I, was, I just had lunch with Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson. But let me tell you a story about Patrick Henry, though. 
Well, hold on, hold on. Look, okay. Ralph Sampson was seven foot four. That's why Ralph Sampson was. was <laughs> and he came and he told me how wonderful him. the university was and just kind of shared his experience there. So it was kind of cool. All right, sorry. I interrupted you. So, <clears throat> so you know, I, I was a good student. I was not a great student. I was not a 6.0 on a scale of 4.0 student. Never was that, but I was a good student. You were smart. You just maybe didn't apply yourself right. in the ways you wish. You know, you I was a I was a solid three point whatever two or something like that. I was tough. So you know, we are, I'm applying to schools or whatever, because I applied to some schools even without track and whatever. And one of the counselors, I got accepted into UVA, and so when I was coming through, getting accepted into UVA was this huge <coughs> deal. Like everybody wanted to go to UVA. Even then, I didn't even understand like how prestigious UVA was. I had no understanding of that whatsoever. I'm just like, oh, they they recruiting me, I'm gonna apply. I got it, I get in. And people <coughs> are like, didn't get in, they're crying, and they're like, oh my God, how did you get in? My grades are better than yours, oh my God. And I'm just like, what is happening right here? And then I had one of my counselors tell me that she didn't think I would make it at UVA. And now that's when my mom, like, that kind of stuff. My mom would absolutely come up school and lose her mind. She was like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's really rigorous and maybe you would do better at, you know, Longwood or whatever. Well, that counselor also didn't understand how much support athletes got. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So when I got, when I graduated from UVA, I, I you know, I, I had to go back to the school and, 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 and stunt with my big old giant UVA degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. UVA's, uh, it's a, it's a special place. My kids did not get into UVA, and so I'm, really? I'm, I'm eternally not happy with the university. My daughter did. My daughter did get in. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to go there anyway. <laughs> yeah, my, my, yeah, my family doesn't like UVA at the moment. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, my son goes to Tech. Oh, see. Yeah, right? Right there. Yeah. You I'm, know, even when my daughter didn't get into UVA, I'm like, please don't go to Tech. Oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> she went to Roanoke College. I'm like, okay. It's near tech, but it's, right. did you go to Roanoke College? We, Get out! We should we should mention that Silent Rob is in the house. Uh, Get out! How did you like it? Loved it. Yeah. So all right, and I probably shouldn't so, be saying so, all this stuff on the air. Sonia, do you want him on the mic now? Since he went to Roanoke College. I mean, I didn't go there. My daughter. <laughs> but let me tell you a story. I don't listen. Roanoke College. I had never heard of Roanoke College. I hadn't either. Very small. It's not even in Roanoke. I immediately go and start Googling Roanoke College and whatever, and it's like 79 black people or something. And, and, I, was, and I went to my daughter, and I was like, okay, are you sure? They only have like 79 black kids, and, you, and worst of all, they don't have a football team. What, whatever are you going to do? She's like, I don't care about all that. I was like, okay. That's, and she loved it. That, that, she loved it. That's Earl's daughter. Yes. Earl's daughter was fine at Roanoke. She, she loves it. She loved it. Did, how long ago did she graduate? 2016. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, Rob's not on the mic, but I, my impression is Rob enjoyed Roanoke College for his four years there. What a, what a small world, right? I know, right? I, I rarely meet anybody that's gone to Roanoke College. And we should mention that uh, the, probably the main reason you're here is Rob uh, and you got to know each other through the, the Hall of Fame yes. process. Yes. Yeah, and here, here we are. Yep. Yeah. That's wild. It's so funny because even with the Hall of Fame people, after the banquet, um, what's his name? The older man that's the treasurer. Oh, Clay Styles. Clay Styles. He's like, first of all, he says, I didn't know you went to UVA. And I was like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> then he's like, I didn't know you did all that. And I was like, have you been at the meetings? Like, what is your... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when um JMU played UVA, he was like, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was so sad. He was like, why were you sad? Didn't you go to JMU? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't know where you got that. <laughs> I still have uh, records actually at the Fawn University. Right, and he was like, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, my son went to JMU. I didn't, I didn't go to JMU. All right, Sonia, uh, I we do this with. I haven't done this in a while, but I, I want to do this with Sonia. You have your own talk show. Oh one, one day, one night. It can be a daytime or nighttime thing. And you get to invite your own guest. You can be going for ratings. You can go for fun, funny, uh, thought-provoking. It can be whatever you want. It can be all of those things. Your guests can be alive or dead. They okay. can be famous. They can be friends. They can be uh, family members. You can have one woman, one man. It can be of any background, any whatever, just man and a woman. Then uh, musical act, so solo <laughs> or band. Um, and I have an usher. All right, so usher's your music answer. Usher's my musical guest. And then comedian as well. My comedian is going to be Bernie Mac. Oh, my gosh. He is so sneaky funny. Most people <laughs> don't know how funny he was. Yeah. It's a shame he's not with us anymore. Then I'll have usher. My man. All right, it's, a, it's, it's hard. Barack Obama. Okay. And who has female? Let me think. I want to find female. Wanda Sykes. Ah, also a very <laughs> funny person. Is, who's funny? Her or Bernie? I like Wanda's kind of dry, flat humor. Yeah, she, she, hit, she hits you out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, there you go. But Bernie's funny, too. He's very funny. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's end with uh, telling us a little bit more about your family. So, like I said, I come from a huge family. My mom is one of 12. I have tons and tons of cousins. And I didn't even mention, like, two of my cousins played in the NFL um, as well. So I wasn't the only athlete in my family. Um, they played for University of Texas. And then they went, one of them played for Kansas City. They were Cash, the Cash Brothers. And then my person, that was Cause, my. Because that's your mom's maiden name. Yes, my mom is a Cash. And so, yeah, she had two. My two cousins went to Texas. One of them played for Kansas City. I don't remember who the other one played for, but the Cash Brothers. So I'm not the only athlete in the family. And I have, like I told you earlier, I have my two children that I birthed, John and Elise. And then we have Cam and Caleb, my twins, that I didn't birth, but I love, 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 love. I couldn't love them anymore if I did. And then I have my Lance and my Lauren, and they are the children of my best friend who died back in 2019. Oof. But so, they don't. They're, they're in Is everybody they're, out of the house now? Not the twins. They're 16. Oh, wow. And the twins go to where to high school? They're at Hamrico High School. Okay. They're warriors. They're warriors. All right. Nice. So, yeah. so that, And I love kids. I, I you, you know, must. I was telling, you know, I was saying how my mom never came to anything, and I'm kind of psycho about supporting people. I don't just support my kids. I If you told me your kids were playing a sport, or you told me your kids, and you said they're going to be whatever, and I'm not, and I don't have anything to do, I will, I'll be there. I will, I, you know, I, Taylor, Donnie's daughter, I go to her gymnastics meets, I go to her track meets. Um, I was just at a Liberty Middle School basketball game because we have three kids, or two kids in church that play for Liberty and um taylor cheers so, is, I, so I mean, one of your kids is an athletic trainer and you go to yes, the games yes that she's an athletic trainer for um is that because you love sports and and the, i go to that game to support her 
So she, it's she's entirely a, about the support that you didn't get. I would not go to a Tucker basketball game or football game if she wasn't the athletic trainer. I And I, I do like sports. I love sports. I tend to prefer going to girls' basketball games as as opposed to boys um, just because – I, I I just I like girls better. Um, but like when Patrick Henry was in the volleyball stuff, I was like, I need to go and 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 support Patrick Henry. They they're you know super great in volleyball. There I was, love volleyball. There was a period in your life where you were going to ten games a week. It sounds. Like. <laughs> I don't go to every game, but I do. Like I we have, we have a girl in our church. She played volleyball for Hermitage. I went I I went to probably three or four of her games. Wow. I just I I support I I believe you support these kids while they're out here doing their thing. Yeah, you're get, you're giving them a lot. And I don't hate sports, so I I listen. I've gone to Patrick Henry Productions because we had a girl at church that was a little actor or whatever actress. I, I was going to these these productions at Patrick Henry. Um, I will support you. You know, you singing the little choir at church and you're three years old i'll support that <laughs> that's right i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna support everybody should be that way right you know and i don't know if it's because my mom wasn't there and i didn't have family there but that's what i do are you gonna be on the committee for the hall of fame i next am year? i right. am we're we're hard at work and so when uh are selections made for the second class the um i think we open it up on january 1st we'll start the selection committee. I'm not on the selection committee. Okay. You're only, it wouldn't be you're, right if I was on the selection committee and I'd get selected. People already thought that's why I was getting... But you can be on the selection committee now that, that yes. you're in the hall. That's another thing. People thought, oh my God, she's on the committee. That's why she's on the first team. Until they heard everything. Then they were like, okay, never mind. You were named top <laughs> 50 athletes in the, but in the I, ACC. I told you, people don't know. They don't know everything I did. And there were, there were people who thought I was in that first class because I was on the committee. I love the fact that you grew up on Jamestown Road, didn't play uh, organized sports, and then you're on the track with Flo Jo and right. uh, Jackie. That's crazy. That's right. awesome, and people should know that. Right. They should know that story. And Earl's probably done some cool things that people should know that Earl's not talking about, maybe. Earl's never going to talk about himself, ever. But you talk about it. And it's so funny because Earl was so happy for me. He's like, you deserve it. I'm just so happy for you. And you, and you have some other people that are like, I should be on it. She's not better than me. <laughs> People in like in the family, and I'm like in the family. Well, I'm not even gonna say who it is, but yeah, uh, is it because they're overly competitive, <laughs> and they just didn't know what I did. Like I said, and and we have we banter all the time about who's the best athlete, who's the best. It, but I've never said, well, you know, I was on this team. But I will say all the time, I'm like, well, Google me, just Google me, and see what you come up with. <laughs> But this one person was just like, you shouldn't be on there before me. I should be on there. I should be on there. Tell me who it was after we stopped recording. Okay. Um, and then at the banquet, when, when he heard everything I did, he was just like, okay. All right. You, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sonia, I loved uh, talking to you. I, I really appreciate you doing this, and I uh, absolutely love learning a lot more than I did in those five or this six was minutes great. of the Hall of Fame. This is great. Thanks for coming out. Sure. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.